You're listening to the MC Vocal Fry Podcast, your weekly dash of voice science, pedagogy, and pop culture, coming to you from the campus of Mississippi College in Clinton, Mississippi. Okay, everybody, we are recording this episode from my dining room. Say hi, guys. Hi, guys. Okay. We have many things, but before we go any further, there are two things I need to do. One, if you have not seen Star Wars The Last Jedi, <laughs> turn back. Stop listening Do not now. pass go. Turn back and go see it. Go, yes. Turn back, go see it, and do not listen to the rest of this podcast. Are, oh. we, are we completely clear on, on, on that message? Also, don't talk to Spoilers. anyone else about the movie because they'll try to convince you that it's bad. You need to ignore those people. And unfriend them on Facebook. Yeah, well, I, okay, that was a little drastic uh, and cruel. The second thing I just want to say is, so if you've not what? seen it, go back. Stop, stop, stop listening. Stop listening right now. Turn it off. As much as we want you to listen to Vocal Fry, and we love you very much, our Come loyal back listeners, go to the theater, get yourself a $7.50 ticket, and, and see the movie. Now, on another thing, since Star Wars is really all about family, right? Yeah. In the end, yeah. so much of Star Wars is about family. Yeah. And so much of Star Wars is about parents and their kids, right? Yeah. <laughs> On today's episode, we have two very special guests sitting in with Sarah and Michael and I. And that is my son, Charlie. Hi, my name is Charlie. And my daughter, Olivia. Gotta say something. Say hello. Okay. Say oh, okay, don't. She's cool. here being bashful <laughs> okay. for the first time in her whole life. <laughs> so they are gonna sit in. Oh, she on wants the to podcast. come. If you want to talk, come talk into this. Come mic. talk into this one. You go sit over here. With Sarah. You can come sit with. You can sit with me if you want. That way you can be in the mic. Okay. What is also sort of triply? Well, no, I guess no. What is also ironic? Additional, yeah. additional <laughs> as a third point, is sort of ironic that my wife is actually cooking bacon in the kitchen. <laughs> While we record this podcast, we just want you to imagine that it's her cooking the bacon at the beginning of the the thing. While she reads the exactly, you are listening to me cook bacon. Oh my god. (laughs) Um. Anyway, so we are a voice pedagogy and science podcast, and and what I wanted to set up today, just sort of as an idea, was that. One of the things we loved about Last Jedi, and again, we're going to start talking about it. So if you've not seen it, stop. Stop listening. Stop listening. We have warned them enough at this point, right? Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> this is this episode will be spoilery, spoilery, spoilery. Luke becomes one with the it force at the end. There. That's okay. your punishment if you haven't stopped <laughs> listening by now. You should okay. have known better. Right. Yes. You should have known better. Okay. So... Um, the other thing is, since we are a voice podcast, if you if you don't know me, you don't know that my teaching is so sort of centered around everything Yoda? that Yoda says. <laughs> Just Yoda. Um, everything that Yoda sort of says and does in Star Wars is basically my entirety of my both classroom and private studio We're teaching. We're just so glad the new trilogy came out. You have more just to feed on now. Yeah. Six, well, 
Six movies wasn't enough. (laughs) Particularly because what did we get in Last Jedi? An extraordinary Yoda. Yoda. I got a Yoda Luke Skywalker scene. Oh my goodness. And what a scene. What a scene it was. I know, right? Um, And as Michael will confirm, my reaction to the scene while it was happening was I'm sure it was epic. I would just like to say that I will never for the rest of my life forget watching not just watching that scene but watching him watch that scene <laughs> it was really something <laughs> it was very special i've already posted the quote not because he's yoda at this point no but he's old luke at this point and i was like <laughs> oh i was like oh gosh this is perfect well i actually have some comparisons to that that maybe disprove that but but I um, I loved it so much. I've already put the quote, we are what they grow beyond. This is the true burden and of a master. I waited like the whole masters. movie for that quote. I was sitting there and I was like, when's it going to happen? When's it gonna- I know it's from this movie. When's it going to happen? <laughs> oh, you had seen the quote before you saw Oh, oh I'm sorry. Yes. It doesn't yes. matter. Well, listen, I actually just asked Facebook how long I had to wait until I can attribute the quote. Go back and actually change the post to attribute to quote. No one has responded yet. I think people get five days. So like this weekend? Yeah. Like Christmas? Oh. No, I mean no, I mean five days from the day the movie comes out. Like basically you've made it through the weekend. That's tomorrow. If you I think tomorrow. I feel like Friday. I feel like one full week of actual Uh, release. I think that's generous. Well, like, what, what is the sort of guideline there on social media? Do we give it a full two weeks you know to what? talk if about it? Really, I give them five days. It doesn't really ruin anything. And also, if people really care, they're going to get off social media That's like true. until they see it. At this point, they, there's a there's a mutual management social contract that's occurring here. No, I agree with that. I agree so with that. So once it – people need to know they just need to get off social media. That's right. Simultaneously, we don't want to be jerks. But, well, you can always put like spoiler warning, right. capital letters right. Right. before but, you post. But uh, well, when I posted the quote, it had did. no attribution whatsoever. Yeah, you did neither somebody... to a character, a movie, or nothing. It was right. just but the quote. We all who knew. Know, you know. We all knew. There was no like question as to what that came from. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I guess right. I can't make facial expressions at the mic. So, My sarcasm is. <laughs> I mean, I've been saying. You know, do or do not, there is no try for... At, at least six or seven years. Uh, more than that. Okay, well, as long as I've known you. And I've seen like a sharp increase in how much I say it since I've met you. Right. So and, that's and, how much you say it. And so there you go. Infiltrating. Um, I mean, I remember my lessons with my student, Aaron, and basically all of them centered around that one theme. Yes. So Aaron Scarberry, if you're listening, can you confirm that, please, for us? <laughs> uh, please do a Facebook Live event and tag us. Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> and then sing a beautiful Chinese song. That would also be fun. Uh, yeah, no, I. you know, the thing with this new quote, I just thought, is just so brilliant from the... From the perspective of a mentor to a mentee. And I loved how Yoda brought us a different generational level of wisdom. Yes. That we've not seen probably in a Star Wars movie Mm -hmm. ever. Well, and that's that's part of why I was like, Nick Perna is is old. Well, okay, before we go down that road, 
Okay. I will pause. Okay. <laughs> Let, let's pause. We have to hit other things. Be, and I actually want to relate this, my theory on this, back to a social media post that was made by a senior level voice person in regards to allowing the next generation of voice pedagogy people to sort of come into their own in the teaching of voice pedagogy, which was a very provocative statement. I can't say it because what's said, what's said in the forum stays in the forum. Um, those are our forum oh, rules. I know this post now. Now you know what I'm talking about. <clears throat> but, um, but here's what I thought of Last Jedi overall as a theory. I had this basic thought. I'm ready. And it's a generational thing. I think that Luke and Snoke represent baby boomers. Okay. And Kylo Ren and Rey and Finn and Rose represent millennials. Interesting. And Yoda, in his one three-minute scene... Represents the greatest generation. Or God. No, I think he represents the greatest generation. Yeah, I think so. And and it's 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 interesting <laughs> from that standpoint that and, and I think there's one single Gen X character in the movie. It's the Or two. There might it be two is the no the the, 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 the codebreaker guy. No. No, because no. I think he's a represents a boomer generation. No, I don't think so. Does... Holdo. Admiral Holdo. Mm. Oh. She's incredibly angsty. She's never gotten to have she power. She has purple hair. And all of a sudden, right, all of a sudden she gets power and like, she kills herself. Like, how hard would it have been for her to just <clears throat> tell them what her plan was? But she was, she was in a position of power for the first time ever. She had so not she's been, like, I can't tell anyone anything. Been, she had not been groomed for that power. Apparently not. And then I also think in, in, in the same relation to her, Phasma. Perhaps. Do y'all feel like Phasma was this really overhyped character? I feel like they hyped her so much they wanted in the her... ads and all this stuff. And then you get into the movie and she has what? Like 10, 15 minutes? This is what time? I believe happened. Yes. I believe that in the first movie, they really wanted her to be a thing. They wanted people to latch on her in Force Awakens. And, yeah. nobody and responded. no one did. They only gave her like five minutes screen time. So then... The neck. So then, this movie, they kind of still had to keep doing that because they had already built her up into something. So much. And so they were like, "Well, here we are." Hashtag Snoke. Yes. I was so mad about that. Like, I don't know. I I feel like I guess mad's not a right word. I was disappointed. I felt like Snoke could have been such an interesting story. I think it was the most line. important decision they could have made. And they killed him. I think the most important decision was calling Ray's parents nobody. nobodies. But that could be a lie. Does anybody it think could. that But the for the sake of this movie in and of itself. Yes, sorry, continue. It's okay. Does anybody think that the 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 codebreaker guy could be her dad? Like do we have I, any reason to- I had not considered that? That is possible. Because he's he's a nobody, and he like I would believe he's a he. I mean, he sold them out. He also, betrayed them. Why in, would he not sell his know, daughter? In in this trilogy, the Force is a lot more mystical 
Yeah. Like more actively than mystical past. than in the past. Well, so, and from that perspective, we've gone a lot more into the expanded universe at this point. <laughs> we we're, we're being handed pieces of cheese. Oh, he wants some cheese. I didn't know what. Michael, I, I thought Michael was saying he had something Michael, to say. No, I'm raising my hand for cheese. Michael would like some cheese. Um, I do think it's possible that he's her dad. I don't think you hire that big name of an actor to do nothing to do what he did. Right? right? Me- meaning, like he's gonna do more. And, and it's to important to remember that JJ was still an executive producer on this film. So even though Ryan Johnson was director, he had still had of- script approval. Yes. And mm. so it's not like he's going into episode nine in a guessing game. Right. Yeah, he he knows what he. You doing. know, he he was okay with the things that happened. Um, you know, going back to the whole Yoda thing before I let go of the Yoda thing, and then I let go Yoda. of the Yoda thing. I, I thought that was a fairly epic scene. Yes. I just feel like, as a singer, there's probably no more important ideals that I can think of than the things that he shares and the basic way of the Jedi. Well, just the idea that, like, the failure, like, that is the that was, that is yeah. what you that was from. huge. Was that was so wonderful. important. The idea that we're limit at this point, we're eliminating hubris. Yeah. We're eliminating ego. Yeah, he's like, I mean, you failed. that was the yeah. Jedi's downfall. He was like, yeah, you messed up, but, like, that's and, and, the and biggest him, thing you can learn from. And him from. being able to say that to Luke. So you say, well, it's because, time for the Jedi to end, even as we've known but it. But it's okay that you fail. Yeah. Well, I mean, Yoda mm-hmm. failed. I mean, if you think about it, like, he should have, right. I mean, right. he, he failed he, Anakin. He ended his life in exile, Yeah, you know, and had this one little shot at the end here. So he had to learn from that. And, and you know, I'll, I'll say this. The thing that I loved that made me think of you especially, Dr. Perna, was this. The was I loved, okay. You are really hard on yourself. That's all I'll say there because we're on a podcast. Ooh. But you are hard on yourself as a person. I hadn't thought about and that. So that if is you have, very Luke-esque and so I do very and, much relate to Luke Skywalker's so, character in this film. Because, I'm not going to lie. Because of that, I'm sitting here looking at that. And then I love watching the kind... I love watching Yoda and how he, resp- how he interacts with Luke. And just the way that he was like, let yourself off the hook, man. You know? Like, tell people about your failures. It's part of your life. And this goes back to our imposters episode. That's true. And more importantly, why we need a mentor. Because what was this movie about? This movie was about mentorship. It was really about mentorship. This movie was about mentorship. Letting go of the past. Seizing the moment. Seizing the current moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we'll get into the legend bit in a bit. Yes, go ahead. Come over here, Charlie. Come over there. Yeah, speak into the mic. I would just like to ask you, do you think that Luke will be a Force ghost in Episode 9? Absolutely. Don't we all agree with that? He's already told Kylo Ren, like, I mean, if you kill me, like, I'm going to haunt haunt you. you. I will haunt you. Like, he told him. That's going to happen. That was was probably my favorite Luke moment ever. I think that moment is actually what made me like Luke finally. Okay, well, it was funny because last week we all had a screening of Empire just to prepare for for this. Oh, yeah. And and it was interesting how this movie was sort of, Michael and I were talking about this, how this movie was sort of Empire and Return of the Jedi all in one. It was set up that it could have mirrored 
Empire Strikes Back. Right, and but it then, did in a lot of ways. But in a lot of ways, there was so much more. The there was so much also mirroring of Return of the Jedi. So yeah. that the world is wide open for episode and, nine. And then so much of a different direction. Um, you know. Okay, but, but, now but, let's just let's just but, get. But Luke, we say this to say Luke. We all decided. Luke's a whiny baby. So whiny. Yeah, when we watched Until Empire. Until this movie. And I was trying to say, no, he's not. Even in this movie. Like, he starts out with me, no, I don't train anyone. I've cut myself off from the force. Watch me too milk much. this alien cow. Yeah, that was weird. That was like, pretty why gross. did we watch so <laughs> What was that? But then finally, Luke becomes a man. Oh, my gosh. This movie absolutely well, redeemed that character. Luke reclaimed yep. himself. He found... Well, thank it. heaven. Yes. He found, well, and it's it interesting, rather than the father finding redemption in the son, mm-hmm. which is the basic theme of return, in this case, the mentor finds redemption not really through the mentee. But like through himself. But through himself. And his journey... Of being a mentor, kind of a, like the people that he's met, that he has mentored, good and bad, all of the above. It's like okay, kind of coming to terms with it. But also, it, you know? like you can do this much, and then what they do from that point on, it like on some level, it's on them. It's right. not it's all like, on you. Like Yoda was just like, we okay, we lost Ben. We will not lose Ray. Right. Right. I loved Salty Yoda well, when he said the tree fire. Oh my like, god! His, <laughs> his his um. His statement of what those books contain, the girl Ray already possesses. Well, I yeah. loved that so much because then she literally has the books. Well, oh, yeah, because <laughs> clearly, so... clearly she had already taken them out well, of the tree. Well, and you know he knows. Like he said, that's what I'm saying. Like I love Salty Yoda. He's like, oh yeah, she already possesses it. And you're thinking, oh, in her heart. <laughs> no, nah, she, she literally she got the book. And he just like boom, <laughs> burn that tree down. Yes. Um, I would just like to say this. Nobody has brought this up yet. Uh, How awesome was it to see Kylo Ren and Rey fighting together? That was the cool. The film was on okay. guards. Do we now, think that they're like a virgence together? Like, have we? Have we? That, that's my. That? That's my assumption. For the less extreme Star Wars fans, define virgins. Okay, so a virgence in the Force. I'm is, here for you, normal is, people. Is <laughs> an extreme collection. Of force energy, typically around an object or a place. The force cave from Empire Strikes Back is the best example I can think. Right, of. where right now there is like when 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 what Michael's talking about is when like Yoda says that place is strong with the dark side. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or like that weird pit Ray goes in. Um, right. Yeah. That was also that was a, a, a well, but I think that island came. had really I think was. that island had a vergence of both. Yes, yeah. which was cool. To see. Which was perfectly representative of the two characters yes. who clearly to me are each other's perfect mirror. Yeah, they're very yin-yang. It's like, very yin-yang and it's very much... I mean, Snoke even says it. Darkness rises and light to meet it. Yeah. I love... I'll, I'd just like to say this, that it's fantastic to see... Because I, I, I've been accused of being um, uh, stupidly optimistic... I just like to say that I believe the best in people, and I have, and I found it very interesting that Ray never—I don't believe once this entire movie refers to uh, this character other, as anything other than Ben Solo. She never at calls. She calls him a monster because I got. But really, once, well, once you she mean once of, they're bridging, once they're bridging, she's like. 
But this she called him a monster ben. in the bridging. Like that's what. So I actually got really irritated with Ray specifically for that because like the first two, maybe even three times that they are bridged and talking, she's horrible to which. I mean, yes, he's done horrible things, but she makes this big deal with Luke about how you saw the light in Darth Vader, but, like, I'm going to call Kylo Ren a monster and refuse to, like, talk to him. I thought it was perfect how the lightsaber split in two. That was great. They literally could not overcome each other. So what's her new weapon? Well, she's going to... The kyber crystal's still she's there. Gonna she's going yeah, like, to make her saying, own like, lightsaber. But is she going to make a lightsaber? Or is she going to make a staff? No, nah, she's going to make she a lightsaber. She fights with a staff. I hope it's a lightsaber. Unless it's, it's a Darth Maul. Unless it's a Darth Maul. Yes! <laughs> you know? Perfect. I like this even. And even that, like... There, there are so many moments in this movie that were kind of like... Please... Kind of just like the directors screaming, Please let us out of your box, nostalgia fandom. Like, That's and I don't true. mean that in a bad way, but just like the idea of like, let the past die. That could just as easily have been an, a new Star Wars fan speaking to right. an old Star Wars fan. And so the idea even of the old <clears throat> lightsaber getting broken in two, it's like right. everything, you know? And I think if you go into this movie, granted, we've already told everyone going into, if you haven't watched it, stop listening. But if I think if, if you go into this movie thinking this isn't just... Star Wars nostalgia trip, like you expect, like don't have any expectations, then you're gonna enjoy this movie a lot more. I I, I agree it, with that. Before we hold on, before we leave Ray and Kylo Ren, so I have yes, this other idea. Love them. I, I have this other idea that it made me think of again, going back to voice. So you know how we've been talking <coughs> about with acoustics, sort of psychoacoustics and acoustics, acoustics being two sides of the yeah. same coin, right? I think that you can actually take that back sort of to a bigger picture and which represents this movie and, and with voice pedagogy and that's a double-sided coin of one side being traditional voice pedagogy and the other side being fact-based voice pedagogy. And so in other words, you know how I always say when I talk about this stuff, I always say it's important to remember that we've been doing this well for 400 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, without <clears throat> knowing what a format is. Right. Yep. But okay. now we know about aerodynamics a lot more. We know about, you know, the vocal fold tissue a lot more. We know about, re- you know, actual resonance a lot more, et cetera, et cetera. And we're learning more now about hearing of, of the resonances mm-hmm. with the psychoacoustic phenomenon, et cetera. <coughs> and... I think in pedagogy, we used to have two-sided coins back when there were Jedi and Sith. Mm-hmm. And the two sides were like these double arguments against the same thing. So like we'd have an argument about support and on one side of the coin, we'd have tummy in. On the other side of the coin, we'd have belly out. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just like Jedi, Sith. Breathing but, people are all Sith. That's but, not true. Okay, but like... Wait, 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 wait. But, but if the double-sided <coughs> coin is traditional pedagogy and fact-based pedagogy, but it's still all one coin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the fact-based pedagogy has been point. able to eliminate so much of the old arguments as just terminology squabbles. Mm-hmm. You with me? Yeah. That is... Ray and Kylo Ren. It's not about first order. It's not about rebellion. It in the end, it's gonna be 
the two of them playing with the galaxy and each other starting new things. We don't know what a Kylo Ren empire will look like. We don't know what a Rey, who will probably not be the leader of the Resistance. Luke was never the leader of the Resistance. No, and I don't think she needs to be. But I... I think Poe Dameron clearly will be the leader of the of the of the new resistance. Poe and Finn. I so I feel like identify that's be with Poe. There's so many times where I'm like, "This is a great idea, guys." Where you just want to make a prank call in the middle of a battle. Oh yeah. <laughs> for for good purpose. It seems like a good plan. Go ahead. Oh yeah, you've been waiting. Come on, come in, come close. So patient. Before we fully leave Star Wars. We're not. We're not going to fully leave. We're not leaving Star Wars. Okay, okay, okay. This is a Star Wars episode. <laughs> I'm just telling you, I don't think that scene with Chewie and the little thing going like the porgs. 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 I don't think that was a very big scene. I mean, like it was in all the the trailers, trailers. and I don't think that was a very big scene. I think they want to sell. I think they want to sell merchandise. merchandise. Granted, I actually did end up liking the porgs. If I'm being real, whatever. I said I wanted. They won me over. I want three porgs. They're very cute. Porg one to eat. Porg what? two for omelets. Porg three as a pet. I'm not giving you any porgs. You're gonna eat them. You it, can't. It you is are. sort of ironic that porgs look sort of like Hatchimals. Yes. I'm, it's probably intentional. Hatchimal. Please make Hatchimal okay. porgs. But wait, so the two oh, sides of the- I don't know if they're owned by the same that, parent that company. That would be terrifying. You can make a lot of money making Hatchimal porgs. I don't think Disney owns Hatchimals. No, yeah, well, that would not so take either. long, I would think. So they're what, like? They're Disney. They just go Whoop. hatch a porg. Just absorb them. Just porg them. Crack a porg egg. I think That's you just terrible. write. I think you just call. I think you just call them hatchable porgs. Hatchable porgs. Hatchable. Hatchable version. Porg. Hatching porgs. Horgs. Could you also hatch like a little Ewok? Horgs is totally gross. That just sounds horrible. <laughs> what? Hatch an Ewok? Ewoks are clearly Ewok. mammals. I still like you. Oh, so you're two sides of a coin. Have y'all ever thought about strictly like if you're looking at the Sith and the Jedi and you're just looking at their tenets, like what their rules are supposed to be, not what they end up being? They always end up following each other's rules. Would you be Sith or Jedi? Jedi. Jedi. I say this because I've thought about it and realized I'd probably actually be Sith based on their whole life. Is this like a like question of like what Potter house I'm in? I don't. I don't know if this is a question most people ask. Cause like, let's be real. Most people are probably gonna be like, "Oh, I'm Jedi," because you think Jedi good, but Jedi well, are not necessarily good. I'm just, there's I'm a lot of theories out there that actually view the Jedi as the problem. I'm too emotional to be a Jedi. See, that's my thing. I'm too emotional to be a Jedi. Like, maybe I'd be. I really okay. If I'm about to get real. You're a singer and actually feel like you're gonna be a Jedi. You're probably a Baroque singer. But like, I'm about to get real nerdy on you. What does that on mean? On the Star Wars Battlefront games, you you start out like you can be a Jedi, but the way it works is that every decision you make makes you a little more Sith or a little more Jedi. Like you're never just Jedi. You you end up basically it's like you're gray. And but which well, are you, are you dark gray or are you light gray? But see, I, I think, think I'd be dark. I think here's the thing. I think that's one of the things they were trying to set up with this movie. Yeah. Is that... Because Rey did not completely fully become the Grey Jedi in this movie. But did you notice... Did you notice... I noticed this in the scenes when they were infiltrating the, the, the... 
the Star Destroyer. Star yeah. Um, I noticed this. All of the characters that we like were all dressed in gray. And all of the people that they were hiding from were all dressed in black and white. And I thought that that was a very interesting well, decision. And Ray's lightsaber was very DJ was white. dressed in gray. Yeah. I still hate him. Phasma's in silver. Yeah. The silver doesn't count. I'm just talking about as they're dead. walking through the halls, everything is black and white. Except <coughs> that. If you go back and look, I think that this is a statement that they're making on purpose. In any case. You're probably right. I think any... I will say this. Just before we get to theory, theory. I think it's this. I think it's important to recognize what Luke says at the end of the movie. Okay, we haven't even gotten to this. We have so many... Like, I want to go back to this. Okay. I think that the scene with Luke... Mind tricking an entire fleet of human beings. Made me very happy. From halfway across the galaxy. The most powerful thing. Is ever. probably the greatest feat in the history of the Jedi Order. No wonder he died. Because. It's I, I mean, mean, that scene. From the moment he walks back the cave. I mean, out of the back out of the hallway. Mm -hmm. I, I was just. Well, like, and keep in mind, he obviously ha he has not. Not only not used the force, he has cut himself off from oh, the force for, for so many a long years. Like time. you'd think he'd be rusty, but he's like, bam, oh, oh, I'm no. back. No, clearly, clearly yeah. not. Came back in fashion. He was but, not fast, fancy enough though to leave footprints in the sand, which would have been even. I would have been in impressive. Um, I think that black hole has to do with something at the bottom of the island. I think it has to do with something. Maybe I think that that will. I think that might come back hope, into play. I don't hope. know that the island island will come back or not. Do you think Ray goes back to the island at some point? I don't know. I it, just need more explanation about what happened in the black hole. But what did we get real that? explanation even when Luke went in his Force Cave adventure? Yeah, not confusing. really. It, well, it is. You're right. You're, it is confusing. You're right, it is very confusing. Um, okay. What did we think? What? What? what I mean, I, I was incredibly moved that that. Carrie Fisher finally got to use the Force. I thought it was perfect, but but I mean, yeah. What, 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 what did we think about that? I thought um, that was pretty exciting. I don't think Sarah did. I actually did not love. I don't have an issue with Carrie Fisher using the Force. I have issues with how they did it. Okay. Like, I mean. It's funny because, I mean, it's freaking Star Wars. Obviously, we're not following the rules of, like, science or whatever. But she <laughs> she goes out into space and, like, what? She starts to, like, freeze over and it's just like, nah, I don't die. I'm going to pull myself back to the spaceship. I can open my eyes in space and they don't explode in my no, head. No, actually, this has been well documented. Um, this is proven. You can actually exist in space for up to, like, a whole minute. That there's also Star Wars canon evidence of that with Jedi doing that. The okay. guy in Clone well, that Wars. That makes it a little better because I was not. What happened to the bacon? Oh, phew, it's over there. Um, <laughs> whose name I can't remember. Who's the guy in the very first seasons of Clone Wars? Jedi. He's then in the video game. Charlie, know. who's the Jedi who helps you in Disney Infinity? Who tells you where to go? Tell me more about him in Clone Wars. I've been watching he that. He has a mask. Oh, Wait, I know. Wait, isn't it like the guy with like that looks like a tusk? Like he has tusks? Oh my gosh, I know who you're talking about, but I, I don't know his name. About. I just don't know his name. 
I can't think of it either. My wife. I'm sorry that I'm eating. My wife just gave me dinner. We have bacon. And, and we have bacon on the table. Um, how how incredibly appropriate for this episode. So but happy. anyway, there's an episode in Clone Wars where he spends a good like hour or something You're, in space. But not just in space, does he? Yeah. I've seen that episode. So are we does saying that we did not? You did not like the Princess Leia treatment. I thought it was extraordinary. I thought it was an extraordinary. I, I feel bad. I no. wish. I wish I liked this it. This brings up an I interesting thing that I'll get to just right now. But my daughter wants to say something. Go ahead. I thought it was amazing too. And here's one of the things that I thought. Here's one of the things that I think I loved about this movie. Star Wars has always sort of been a space opera. Essentially. But for real, the first. But where is the But this movie could be so easily divided into acts. I mean, so blatantly divided into acts. But in a not frustrating way. In a not frustrating way. Act one ends with Princess Leia using the Force. To get back to the cruiser. I was literally... That's the end. That's the finale of the first act. I literally... There were moments... Like when Snoke is in... When we see Snoke's throne room... I was like... This is actually just like a Met Opera set. (laughs) That's literally... This is literally a Met Opera set of a new production that they gave some weird director too much money for. And and I was literally waiting for Snoke to sing his really creepy bass aria in D-flat minor. I'd pay to see that. D flat minor. I'll just or B flat minor. How about B flat? B flat minor. B flat minor feels right to me. B flat minor. No, F sharp. But that feels like a baroque tenor. Or that would be Kylo. Kylo would sing an F flat minor. Yeah, that's right. Kylo is baritone aria. Baritone aria in F sharp minor. Sounds right. With a nice good old G sharp, F sharp up there in the cadenza. But maybe a G natural that comes in as a little half step thing. Oh my gosh. Um. But. But I think this movie, because clearly that that's also an act finale. That scene is an act three finale. That mm-hmm. scene where we finally get, I mean, that scene. Here's one of the other things. I, the reason I, I go back to this. That scene where Ray and Kylo Ren fight. It was fantastic. Together. Yes. That was fantastic. Just unbelievable. I loved how Kylo Ren killed Snoke. Like, even though I'm not sure if I love Snoke dying, I love how Kylo Ren killed him. I think it's him. so important that Snoke died because this movie, and we're gonna, I want to kind of push us in this direction. This movie is about, <laughs> it's this, it's not about individual, it's not about one individual hero and this guy and that guy, the kind of elitist nature of these things. But it's literally, like, this is why I love Princess Leia using the Force, this kind of thing. It's that the Force is for everybody. How dare, and it's, even Luke but says I it, how wanna, dare the Jedi feel like they can own the Force? I want to know who Snoke was. The, the fact is, who Snoke's is not he? important. It doesn't matter. Just it like any, because any, Just like on Lost, it didn't matter in the end where the polar bear came from. Because the fact is... I don't watch will, Lost. I, I watch Star Wars. I want to know who no Snoke matter is. What, in, let me say it again, since apparently I was just edited out. Some <laughs> evil... Evil Toot guy, Toothhead, is gonna rise up out of the darkness and try to take over stuff and ruin it for everybody. But the fact is, it doesn't matter who he is. The Force is for everybody, which leads us even into the last scene where that kid just Love casually that. uses Love. grabs that broom. Because the fact is, this is for like the Force is for everyone, and even like hope cannot be snuffed out. I know even it's for if everyone. Luke 
dies and every Jedi dies and the rebellion totally gets squashed. The fact is hope cannot be squashed out because there are still people who look at the stars and use the force to grab brooms and decide that there's something better in the universe. Well, I don't care. I want to know. I want to keep going in that direction, but my kids both have something Yeah, they've been dying. Um, I love the Yoda scene when, when, when Luke actually wanted to burn thing down and Yoda used the force to bring... The lightning. the lightning. That was that awesome. was, and then he laughs. Epic. Yeah, Yoda, the first time ever we've seen Yoda use force lightning. That's true. Also an interesting moment. Not even like yeah, force lightning; like it came from the sky. Yeah, it yeah. was it was pretty epic with one finger. Yeah. <laughs> like Meh. he's also a ghost. Have we ever have do force ghosts usually use the force? No, we've only seen the like, forced ghost yeah. talk. That's I was gonna it. say I don't think we've ever seen a force ghost actually wield. The but force. as Yoda's gotten older, he's gotten more like free and used to like breaking rules. You know. True. Let's Maybe that comes that, with being dead for a while. That Yoda yeah. had lived for over nine hundred years. Yoda. Go ahead. Literally, he really only lasted 40 years, if you're actually counting. But he was in our time? But he was alive for hundreds of years before that, right? Like in the movie universe. In the movie universe, he was alive for 40 years. Yes, in the movie universe, he's like 900 something. Yeah. But in our universe, he's only 40. You make a good point. You make a good point. But that actually. Going back to your idea about hope. I think the world looks so I think, sad, you know? I think we've had a tough <clears throat> couple of years. This, oh, it almost, yeah. This would be very easy to get political in. We, we, we're we, not we going to, we're not, away, we, we are, we are, but, but I'm just going to, we've had a, cup, a tough couple of years in, in life, I think. There have been a lot, a lot, lot, lot of natural disasters. That's true. You know, and it's easy the, to these, these wildfires in California, and I think Rogue One was very reflective of that. Yes, <laughs> yes. Rogue yes. One was clearly very reflective of a lack of hope. Mm-hmm. Even though rebellions are built on hope, mm-hmm. quoting the movie. <clears throat> yeah. And I think one of the things that now looking back at Rogue One, it's setting up this theme that ran so hard through this movie. That rebellions are built on hope, and hope True. cannot be snuffed out. And and hope is not in a legend coming in with a laser sword and facing an entire imperial army. Or what does Poe say? Uh, or, or or Leia says she says you can't just jump into an X-wing and blow stuff up. Yeah. And I'm glad that Poe learned that. Like, Poe needed to learn that lesson. Now Finn apparently needs but to learn that lesson. what the legend could do was inspire. Yes. yes. And that's why I love that Luke wasn't there. Yeah. Because it's like he's he not was even there. there. So to inspire. The legend was there to inspire. Mm-hmm. Not to fix a problem. Yeah. Because he actually didn't fight anybody. Just like Yoda in a lot of ways. Yeah. He was, the legend was there to inspire. And by that token, he literally even can't, like, Kylo tries to knock him out, like, tries to stab him, and he's like, oh, I can't even touch him. Because a legend, you can't kill me. You You can't kill a legend. You can't kill inspiration, you know? You can't come after it. It's it's spreading. Which really is a theme that Obi-Wan tried to share with Vader. I mean, I mean, in a way. Yeah. Go ahead. Go to the mic. I would, ju- I would just like to say it is so funny when 
Ray first gets there, and then Luke takes the lightsaber, throws it back behind him. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's an interesting point. What did we think about the comedy? Oh, I, I think it would bother me. I know that it bothered a lot of people. I know people. it bothered a lot of people, but I didn't. Maybe I just like funny stuff. I, I mean, love funny stuff. what's wrong I thought it with was humor? Great. Here's why I thought it was great. I thought it humanized the characters so it much did. more than They're we've ever yeah. seen in a Star yes. Wars movie. And, and, and I, I'll say this. I think that a lot of people... Okay, we think... Like, people that are my age think very different things about these Star Wars movies. Hashtag millennials. Than, like, my dad, <laughs> kind of the end of the baby boomers era. Because, like, there are lots of things in Empire Strikes Back that... I did not even know were supposed to be funny until I watched oh. it with my dad and my uncle, Are or like there? hear them talk about. It. Yeah, and it's like it's weird. It's like who knew exactly, and it's just because the humor is different, and so people, I think people don't even really realize how funny they how, were. How how lighthearted. Well, laugh it up, fuzzball. <laughs> you scruffy headed nerve herder. Oh, I guess if that's yeah. not supposed to be funny, you know. And so I, I say all this to say, like, I think that. It, there's that. There's just an age disconnect that's happening there, along with the fact that for us, Star, like for people, me and Sarah's age, Star Wars is very much got this like extraordinary like gravitas. Yeah, it. it's like the greatest, most untouchable piece of culture that ever existed. And so it's weird for us to live through this new trilogy. But people made it, and they people, when they made it, it was like, oh, this is a great movie. Period. That's it. And it like just became like an exciting thing. And then as years have gone on, it's been I mean literally, it's just it's become this kind of untouchable mythology. And so It is the legend. Even though, you know what's interesting about that? It sort of has this reputation as untouchable mythology, and yet everybody hated the prequels so much. Not everyone. Well, I, I didn't hate them, but but I mean so many true Star Wars fans hated the prequels so much. Well, they're stupid. And I found out that lots of people hated Empire Strikes Back when it came out. Well, that's just crazy. We showed because, that. Well, and I say that to say people are really being weird about this movie right now. A lot of people are saying we don't like this but movie. But I think it's cuz it did it wasn't what they expected. I think we built I, or at least I know going into it. I had built it up. I had read I read little fanfics. I had in my mind basically what I thought the plot the plot was going to be. What, what direction I thought it was going in. And when it completely, like, not just didn't do what I expected, like, did the opposite, just totally different universe almost. It's very hard to, like, get past that initially. But now that I think back on it, I'm like, no, that was actually a great movie. Like, I need to see it again. Here's what I will say about that. I also, I think that it's reflective in the reviews because movie, movie reviewers tend to be more artistically informed people. Yeah. This job. movie, more than any other Star Wars movie... Has won over the critics. Has won over the critics, <laughs> the best since Empire. Yeah. And I think it speaks to the artistic part of me more than any other Star yeah, Wars This film. is definitely... I, I said this. This is, I think, the most moving piece of art that I have ever experienced. This is a bold statement, but I really believe this. This is the most moving piece of art that I have ever personally been to experience, you know? How like, does it make you feel for a, is it Ryan Johnson? Mm -hmm. Ryan? Ryan? A Ryan Johnson trilogy. I can't wait. I'm, I'm, I'm I ready think for it that will be now. Great. I, I just sure. can't wait. Okay, my okay. kids need yeah. to say something. Go ahead. Um, I love how um, like Ray and Kylo Ren like 
Um, Ray Kylo Ren's lightsaber. You mean you mean Ray's, Ray's lightsaber? Yes. Yeah, it was pretty amazing, cool. wasn't it? And Charlie. Um, I would just like to ask this: Would anybody like to share their favorite parts? Hmm. Oh, that's hard. That's real hard. Hmm. Let's say favorite part and part we could have done without. Okay. I mean, I'm fine with two favorite parts. <laughs> no, 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 you gotta go with one. Go with one. What's I, your favorite part, Charlie? Yeah, Charlie. My favorite part is definitely the Yoda scene. The Yoda really? scene is so cool. I mean, like, you get to see Yoda again. Yeah, that's is Yoda cool. your favorite character? Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> Other than Rey. Oh, what, what was the scene you could have done without? Rey is pretty awesome, too. Anything yes. you could have done without being like, ah. Was there any scene you were like, thing was really great i don't i mean you just loved it all there's nothing yes. particularly that you i like, would gosh. probably leave out like the riding the thing scene oh, riding yeah. the on, on like conto bite oh. yes i'll go uh, buddy i'll go right with you there i felt like that chunk could have been 20 minutes shorter yes i i agree yes. although what it ended up being. have you yeah. read the, the the piece on why the the Kanto Bite storyline is the most important storyline of the entire film. No. I'm sure. Is there a political? My life's been yes. a little busy. Yes. Right. And I understand that. I, but it did feel very much like it It felt like a side quest that was kind of like inserted, you know? No, I I, I agree. That's I mean, the I, one chunk that I, I struggled like, with it too. This is too long. It was the one moment that I stopped feeling like the rest of the movie I was literally like quivering. Well, because it was that's so good. because you and I were both crying for most yeah. of it. Right. That's true. <laughs> and that was the one scene where I had room. Well, it's yeah, actually because well, we, well, we, we breathe. breathe. Yeah, we breathe. <laughs> Maybe that's why it was important. <laughs> um, what was your favorite scene? Ooh, that's a that is a hard question. I because I, I genuinely liked so much of it. Hmm. I don't know. I have so many favorite parts, but my absolute favorite probably was. Kylo and Rey, not so much the actual fighting, but like the aftermath, like in those moments oh. where you're trying to like, was Rey going to give in? Because I mean, whew, yeah. what a battle of the minds. Well, and to use your term that you all introduced me to on a podcast oh, that has know. not aired yet, I, I, a lot of people are, I believe the term is shipping. Can and we turn could. that into a gerund? I that mean, I say yes. I ship Shipping them. Kylo, Ren, and Rey. Oh, yes, that's that's appropriate. Yes. I mean, I think that probably is why that's my favorite. But I don't like. I had so many things I loved. Like I hate narrowing things. But down. we didn't see the scene where Poe met Ray at the end. That was pretty intense. That wasn't so okay. Like yeah. what are we? That, and so, then Ray looking wistfully at Finn while thing, he nurses Rose. My thing I could oh leave off. Are we setting actually, up some kind of weird love triangle? It's a pentagon. Like, yeah, it's a pentagon. That's what. That is my pentagram. thing I could leave. It's not a scene. It is the fact that what we have a love pentagon going on. How Finn, millennial of them? Why does everyone love Finn? Like, have y'all noticed that? It's that's that Finn could be the title my, of Star Wars. Everybody loves Finn. You know, honestly, Poe Finn is my obviously least has favorite. a thing for Finn. Ray has a thing. Have you like? Are you kidding me? Y'all didn't Ray, pick up Rose. on that. Poe totally has a thing for Finn. Ray has a thing for Finn. Rose, Rose has, has a thing, thing for, for Finn. Finn. But then, Ray also has a little bit of a thing. Like, there's an attraction to Poe. There's an attraction to Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren obviously has feelings for 
Ray that whether or not they're romantic, he's mistaking them. Is there like a soap opera version of this movie that I didn't see? You've thought way more about this than either of us have. Yeah, put a lot of thought into my ships. Oh my gosh. Anyway, Olivia, what was your favorite part? Leia and Luke are brother and sister. I hope they don't like each other. My favorite part was. with Princess Leia using the Force to get back. Yeah. And Yoda. And Yoda. My favorite part. They're definitely my kids. My favorite part was definitely Luke's, well, two things. Luke's speech where he says, he says, you're wrong. Uh, the rebellion is reborn today. The war is just beginning, oh, and so I will great. not be, be the, the last Jedi. Jedi. Like, I'm, I'm, about, I'm about to cry saying that even now. Like I just, oh, it was so and, great. And then on top of all that, I would just like to say there were two moments that were literally not fair emotionally to me. Okay. The first one was the first one was the uh, was when they. Flash up when R two D two flashes up the 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 footage of of oh Leia. Gosh, I was feels. like I was like yeah, how that dare was, you? That was well, and you know that actually go, go ahead with your second one. Then My I'll second think. one is this: is that right at the is like right after Luke does all his stuff and he in the the Force apparition disappears and then he's sitting there on the rock and then he you can you know he's about to leave. He takes one last look into. The, the dual sunset with the two suns in the sky yes. and the music from A New Hope is playing where it, you know, of, of binary sunset where he's walking as a young man with the two suns setting in the sky. And I was just like, I mean, I gasped in the theater. I was like, <gasps> and I was like, this is not fair. And I just started, I mean, like yeah, loudly once, sobbing Once in the I saw the two suns, I was like, oh, that's it. That he's was, done. It was over. Because I felt like, I felt like after Luke's final encounter with Yoda, and then after confronting Kylo Ren, I was actually glad he became a Force ghost. I thought he was because gonna be... that character had then come full circle. Full circle. I His character he was arc had Obi-Wan ended. Kenobi. Like I thought. So when we well, I think that's what everyone was, was expecting. Say, I think so too. But then was it was like, oh, this is the greatest moment in the history yeah. of the Jedi Order. I finally like again. Luke. I think that Ryan Johnson refused. To gratify the the meaty nostalgia fan wish list, so that he could make something greater and keep this, and rather than let this be this trilogy be a fun nostalgia ride and that be it, let this universe breathe and live. Hashtag Disney Forever franchise. Oh my gosh. Um. Yeah. My favorite moment of the film uh, is 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 very hard to to say. It's I, hard because the Yoda scene for me was a, a moment that I never thought I would get again. But you of of a Yoda Luke Skywalker scene, and I never thought I in my lifetime that I, I was saying to someone on Thursday when we before we went to see it that. They were like, you know, oh, this is like a big deal to you. And I was like, I get to do this one more time uh, in my life um, in a Skywalker saga. Yeah. And now to know that, I mean, there's, you know, I, I'm anyway, it was just, it was unbelievable. Um, okay, we're going to actually have to wrap up very soon. Um, we would like to thank here near the end of the calendar here our our listeners um for tuning in through these first few months of the podcast we promise that at some point we're going to get back to our study but Maybe. we are still under 
IRB scrutiny, and we're not sure what we're going to do about You're that. You're wrong. The Coming study is reborn Greg. today. Whoa. The data collection is just beginning. I will not be the last graduate student. <laughs> that is all. What just happened? <laughs> um, okay, so we are going to have to break into takeaways. Uh, oh, okay. Kids, think of a takeaway. Go ahead. Hmm. Me? Any of you. Okay. What's your takeaway? I would just like to ask, does anybody think that Ray is a Skywalker? No, nah. not anymore. I do not. At one point, I'm, I might have been with you, but I don't think so anymore. Just asking. Okay. Yeah. Any takeaways? Takeaways. Since takeaway? we didn't... Oh, go um, ahead. I, I think you for coming to this podcast today. Thank, Thank you, you. Olivia. Go we ahead. Takeaways. Well, since we didn't get to this, I feel like the unsung hero of The Last Jedi was BB-8. Oh, well, clearly. Coming in clutch every yeah. time. Clearly. With AT-AT, I mean, with the... With everything. Everything. My takeaway is this, that hope cannot be snuffed out, so don't let it be. That's all. You are the rebellion. We are the spark. That it's a good all. thing that he goes after me usually. His are much deeper. <laughs> or weirder. Or stranger. On the week. Depends on the week. Do you want to have a takeaway? <laughs> yes. Who would like to rate how much fun we're having? No, we're not. We're <laughs> not no, we're not asking no, questions. It's a statement. It's a final statement. It's a final like statement. Merry Christmas or a yay podcast. You already did yours. Goodbye. Okay. <laughs> so my, my takeaway is that it has been a great joy for me to sit here with two of my graduate students who will grow beyond. And that I think if you take that quote, we are what they grow beyond, that is the true burden of all teachers or parents or mentors. And you realize that the legend you are casting is not your own failure or success but it is that inspiration of the next generation that is what matters. And if we keep that as voice teachers our focus, then truly our students will go on and we will not be the last generation of Jedi. All right, guys. We're all Jedi. Merry Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Goodbye and good night and Merry Christmas. Hey, yes. This was Vocal Fry. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and to all a good night.